Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast brought to you by ITO Coaching and Performance, Blue Pineapple Travel, and Slayer X. My name is George Darden. I'm an endurance athlete and coach here in Atlanta, Georgia, and we have for you today a repeat guest. Stacy Perlis from Wahoo Fitness was one of the very first people to come on our podcast when we first started it in early 2016, and a lot has happened since then, not only, of course, to this podcast, but also with Wahoo Fitness. Uh, most recently, Wahoo acquired the Sufferfest, which is an indoor cycling platform, uh, and they recently, at the Eurobike conference, released their new kicker bike. Uh, and on the heels of those two big pieces of news, we decided it was time to talk to Stacy Perlis once again about Wahoo Fitness, where they came from, what they have to offer, and uh, in general, indoor cycling and how that can fit into people's lives and training and all that sort of thing. Before we get into our interview with Stacey Perlis, though, I did want to quickly mention our sponsors. ITO Coaching and Performance, as the name suggests, is a coaching company that offers both personalized programming and about 15 different group workouts throughout the course of the week here in the Atlanta area. Uh, You can find them at itlcoaching.com. Blue Pineapple Travel is a full-service travel agency uh, that can not only book you trips anywhere around the world for racing or for leisure or for training or whatever you want. You're looking to go on a cruise. You're looking to go to Disney World. You're looking to ride donkeys through the Grand Canyon. uh, Blue Pineapple Travel can set all of that up for you. So you can find them at bluepineappletravel.com. And Slayer X is a drink company based here in Atlanta uh, that you can find at slayerx.com that offers varying levels of electrolytes based upon the rate at which you sweat and the saltiness with which you sweat. Uh, You can go online and you can take their individual quiz that can suggest what particular formula you need or if you're local to the Atlanta area you can actually go in get tested in their lab uh, and they can make prescriptions for you based upon that. So check out all of our sponsors please. We appreciate all of their support. Without further ado, let's hop into our interview with Stacy Perlis from Wahoo Fitness. Stacy Perlis from Wahoo Fitness, welcome back to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast. Thanks so much, George. Excited to be here. We had you on the podcast three years ago. You were one of the very first people. It was one of our first 10 podcasts, as a matter of fact. You were very generous to come on then, and uh, we're excited to have you again now. But a lot has happened with Wahoo Fitness over the last three years, right? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Sometimes I I don't even feel like I'm walking into the same office building that I did three <laughs> years ago. But uh, it's been a really fun ride, and you know we've put out a lot of great products in that amount of time. Very good, very good. Well, I remember three years ago you talked to us a little about some of the origins of Wahoo. It's an Atlanta-based company, um, but it definitely has a worldwide reach. Um, Can you sort of recap those origins for us? Tell us where Wahoo came from? Yeah, so, I mean, Chip Hawkins is our founder, and he lives here in Atlanta. And our, our company really goes back to 2010 when Chip was getting into cycling and he had a power meter with a head unit that only paired to that power meter. And then he got a, a brand new um, iPhone, right? The original iPhone, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't really think about now, but the original iPhone didn't have Bluetooth. Bluetooth didn't, wasn't a feature on cell phones or smartphones mm-hmm. until 
um, the third or fourth generation. And so he had all of his cycling sensors, right, which were Ant Plus based, and this new iPhone with cycling apps for the first time, right? You had the, this is when things like Strava and Map My Ride and all of these other things that we kind of take for granted today were really being born. And he had no way of getting all of his cycling data into these apps. And so he invented the first ever iPhone accessory, actually, the Ant Plus dongle, which was a 30 pin key that plugged into the bottom of your iPhone and allowed you to receive Ant Plus data. And that is really where Wahoo Fitness was born. And, and you know, then from there, the innovation just continued. We were the first company to ever la- launch a Bluetooth heart rate monitor. Mm-hmm. And that came out when, when Bluetooth started to appear in cell phones. Mm-hmm. And and then the, the kicker, which we launched in 2013, which um, many would argue and say that it's the first smart trainer and really began the craze we know today around indoor cycling. Very good. Very good. Um it seems like y'all were y'all kind of came along right about that same time that kind of like you just mentioned the craze around indoor cycling that that there's so many resources that began to came online right about that same time and that you were a part of that is, is that right is that a coincidence you feel like you're a part of that what do you think oh absolutely i mean the kicker was born again back to Chip wanting to do something that there wasn't technology out there to do Mm -hmm. where he started, he was doing his first triathlons and wanted to train and ride the courses at his house that he was going to be riding on race day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was like, there's a better way to do this. Mm -hmm. And so he had a vision for what became the kicker Mm -hmm. and you know, the kicker being a trainer that's controlled from another device with some type of workout profile, whether it's a course, whether it's an ERG-based workout with profiles, or you can just set it in a more manual mode. But that really was the first kind of foray into indoor training. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around that, right, different apps started to appear. And there are multiple apps that are on the market today, like, for example, Full Gas, which is um, video-based rides, mm-hmm. that the founder is quoted as saying he built that app to pair with his kicker. Mm-hmm. He bought a kicker in 2014 and wanted to record videos of his rides and play them back indoors mm-hmm. and marry the video with the workout. And so, um, you know, it's definitely a chicken or the egg, but I definitely think we had a very um, key role in the landscape we see today. For sure, yeah. It it seems almost kind of poetic that that Chip saw a need and so he created something, and then now there are developers who are, developers who are creating things to go with your stuff. Do you see what I mean? It's 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 like it's, it's like Wahoo was created to go with other things, and now Wahoo is the thing that that is inspiring additional creations. That's pretty cool. Um, I remember for myself when right, right around that time, 2010, 2011, 2012, I was spending a lot of time going to a cycling studio. Um, and that studio had like compu trainers and they had big screens and all that sort of thing. And there's a whole bunch of people in one single room. And, and you would be able to track your workout um, and see where you were up on this graph up on the wall, right? Um, and yep. I remember... I had Trainer Road and then I had I bought a kicker and I was like with those two things Trainer Road and a kicker suddenly it's like I have the cycling studio in my house and and that Absolutely. to me that to me was like a huge change it was like bringing 
this sort of technology to the people, right? I mean, was that part of your mission as well? I don't know if we had that mindset exactly, but it was more around efficiency and being able to do it in your home and Mm -hmm. doing it and making that one hour a day you have to train Mm -hmm. the most efficient and effective that it can be, Mm -hmm. right? There's only 24 hours in a day and many of us have demanding jobs and families and kids and lives outside of outside of running our races unfortunately we're not professional athletes so how do we get the most out of our training and that is one of the cornerstones that behind wahoo still to this day Mm -hmm. very good and then one of the cornerstones too i think um um if i recall correctly from when we talked a few years ago was you talked about how wahoo made a point to be open to collaboration with other companies is that right it is. You know, we took a stance very, very early on around being um, an open platform and an open platform in multiple different ways. So the first being dual band. We were one of the first companies and for a very long time, one of the only companies that put both Bluetooth and Ant Plus radios inside of our sensors. And for for maybe not the, the super techie one out there, if you think about it, many watches, many bike computers, many things that record your workouts were one or the other. They were Bluetooth or Ant Plus. And so thus, if you wanted to record your heart rate or your cadence or your speed or your power, you had to have a sensor that spoke in that language. Right. And our our mindset was we don't want you to be locked into our ecosystem. We want your nor do we want other technology that you already own blocking you from using our products. So it works both ways. And so from very early on, we had dual band and radios in, in all of our products, the, the kicker all the way down to the ticker, heart rate, cadence, um, all of them have dual band. But then it also from the software side of it, you know, if you own a kicker, we while we have an app that you can use to to manually control the kicker or you can control the kicker from our our bike computers and ride courses or plan workouts we don't want to stop anyone from riding zwift or trainer road or sufferfest or full gas or or any other awesome app that may be out there um because that's what you choose to train on and so that's something we we believed in from the very early days and still to this day um work very hard at and, and partnering with as many as many people in the industry as we can to bring innovative and meaningful features to our customers. Yeah, I appreciate that. That that's a I first bought a Wahoo ticker, the the heart rate monitor, because my phone and my treadmill were Bluetooth and at the time my Garmin uh, my watch was was Amp Plus, and whenever I did anything on my computer, I used an Amp Plus stick. And so in order to have just one heart rate monitor that I could use for all that stuff, I bought a Wahoo, and it worked all the way across all those part, uh, all those, the, those platforms, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I also feel like when, when it comes to cycling, I have a kicker as well. Um, I use Trainer Road. I use uh, Sufferfest. I have used Zwift before, even though I'm not a big Zwift user, but but I, I I can use my one piece of equipment for all these various pieces of plat or all these various platforms, and that's something I've actually I've always really liked about it. Yeah, I mean it's it's something that um, shouldn't be taken for granted, right? There's a lot of mm-hmm. um, great um, pieces of hardware out on the market, 
and um, some of them are open source platforms and some of them are not. And so that's just something that should be a consideration anytime someone is uh, looking to make a purchase. Right on, right on. Um, so I, 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 speaking of open source and, and, and that sort of thing, I, I think it's interesting. Um, you mentioned uh, Fullgas, um, so, and you've mentioned Zwift a couple of times. Um, I, y'all recently bought Sufferfest, is that right? We did. That is correct. It, um, we bought them uh, just uh, about a little over a month ago now, which is pretty cool. Right on. Very good. And Sufferfest, for those you don't know, um, <laughs> you know, we say the name because we're, we're, we're so familiar with it, but it might sound scary to folks who aren't actually familiar with it. Um, <laughs> Suffer, Sufferfest is an indoor cycling platform where you have workouts, but they combine those workouts, most of those workouts, with uh, Tour de France and pro cycling videos. And each workout has a storyline that they then mix in with the videos. And so they're like, attack, and you have one minute at a really high power but they set it up to where it's as if you're chasing Vincenzo Nibali uh, up a climb in the Tour de France. So it's pretty cool like that. Um, I, I, I like those workouts. I don't much like the music of those workouts. We can talk about those later on. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, the, but they're great workouts. Is there is there a way that, that Wahoo is going to change Sufferfest? Or, or, or what is that partnership going to mean for each one of those partners? Well, I mean, there's there's no plan to change Sufferfest. Sufferfest has been a longtime partner of ours for, for many, many years. The founder of Sufferfest, um, you know, part of his moving over to an app platform, he began where you had DVDs, right, of these videos that you yeah. would play with your trainers because he was searching for really hard, good, efficient workouts to do um, to, to ride indoors because at the time he was an investment banker and only had an hour to an hour and 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the Sufferfest was born from. And they've been great partners of ours for many years. And we have no intention of, of, of changing anything that they do. They continue to run as a standalone entity. We're doing our thing. Um, we continue to be open source. They continue to be open source, uh, working with other partners. But I think the, the goal is over time, to find some cool ways that we can work together and leverage each other's core competencies. Sufferfest has an incredible coaching staff and sports science division that um, every single workout that is that is built up and curated in Sufferfest is done so by a world-class coach, Neil Henderson of Apex Coaching. And every single workout has a goal. It has and, and targets. And the thing that really blew us away is they have – a um, a metric, I guess, is the way you say it, or a measurement system called 4DP, which is a little bit different than FTP. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that they do it is they have a test that measures not only what your 20-minute FTP or your threshold is, but what is your five-minute power? What is your one-minute power? What is your five-second neuromuscular power? And once you do that test and you set these thresholds, right, they are able to profile you and say, all right, you're very, very good at one-minute power and five-second power, but you, have, you struggle on these longer, these longer intervals. And so their workouts are scaled um, as a percentage of the type of your 4DP profile. So if you're, you're knocking one minute out of the park, um, that might be a little bit harder, but then the 20-minute is scaled down a little bit, and then they can recommend workouts for you to work on your weaknesses or continue to develop your strengths. And so their platform is just very, very dynamic and rooted in science, which which really blew us away, and we thought that they would be um, 
just an awesome add to the Wahoo family, and we're so excited they're they're part of it. They're Wahooligans through and through, and we like to say they call themselves minions. We're we're minions through and through. So it's been a it's been a really fun um, journey to go through with them, and they're, we're excited for the future. Right on, right on. I hadn't really thought about the way that that y'all sort of complement each other. That that. They have the 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 coaching because they have training plans too that you can get on there. And if you're a member, if you're a member of Sufferfest, if you if you have a subscription to Sufferfest, you actually all their training plans are free. Um, and so they have they have strength programs, they have yoga programs, uh, they have of course have the cycling workouts. Um, and so they have and then they have, of course they have the software platform um, that you can plug into to the hardware, of course, which is your Wahoo Kicker. I hadn't thought about y'all being sort of complementary in that regard, but yeah, it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, exactly. Very good, very good. Um, and so let's talk. Uh, let's let's back up, I guess, a little bit then, and, and talk a little bit about some some of the the other sort of things that you've done. Now, the kicker, um, the the original kicker, uh, uh, b- smart bike trainer that we we talked about, like the one that I own, uh, that's changed a few times over the course of the past few years, right? It has. Uh, I mean, the essence of it has not changed, but what we have done is make some small improvements through the years as the technology improved and as our knowledge improved and more importantly, right, as we received feedback from consumers. So the original kicker, you can tell which one it is because it has kind of a horizontal handle along the backside of it. And, you know, the, the number one feedback we got was this thing is awesome, but how the heck can I carry it? Yeah, it's so heavy. So the, the yeah. First Exactly. And the weight didn't change because it needs to be that heavy, right? The the flywheel is that weight for a reason to, to and help with the inertia and that real road feel. But, you know, we added a, a better handle on it, for example. Mm-hmm. And, and then the next change that we did was a slight tweak as through axles became more and more a popular and disc brakes. Um, while the original kicker, kickers are through axle compatible, it requires you to use a wrench and like take this thing off and then like put this other thing on. And so then the kickers um, had a kind of plug and play. Everything came through axle compatible. Hmm. So no matter which bikes you had at home, you could make that change. And then the latest one that came out um, this past year in 2018, we made um, some changes to the um insides a little bit to make it much, much more quiet, right? Mm. We got feedback around people living in um, New York, for example, in apartments and things like that in close quarters where they're like, you know, I'm getting noise complaints from some of this this um, <laughs> vibration, right? You've all been on a kicker and you know there's a little bit of a whirl, but with, on the new ones, they're, they're virtually silent other mm-hmm. than the noise of your chain on the cassette. Mm-hmm. And so the core technology is 100% the same, but... Um, you know, in the spirit of constant improvement, we, we hear our customers and, and want to respond. Right on, right on. Um, now, some of your customers are, are pro cyclists. Are you all still working with, you worked with Team Sky before and now they're Team Enios, uh, the winners of the last three tours to France with three different riders. Um, are you still working with them? We absolutely are. Um, Team Sky, now Team Enios, has been a... Um, a partner of ours since 2014, very soon after the kicker came out. And they are awesome people to work with, and they're just sheer professionals and phenomenal athletes. Everything that that coaching staff and performance team does and that the writers execute is top-notch. And we're very, very proud to be their technology and kicker um, supporter. And um, 
that they choose our products to ride because it seemed like that, right? Like you said it, I think they've won the last like four out of five years and mm-hmm. the last three years, all with different riders. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they can choose anyone they want to work with. And we're, we, we really enjoy working with them and have, and plan to continue that partnership into the future. Right on. And they, they actually, they started working with you, like you said, like three or four years ago, when y'all were not really a super proven technology. I mean, y'all were still still pretty cutting edge. And, and Team Enios, for those of you who don't follow pro cycling, they're known for so-called marginal gains. They like pay close attention to, to quality. They're, they're not going to, to get some bottom barrel stuff for the sake of saving a few dollars. That's not how they work. Um, and so, so, so the fact that they were willing to, to partner with y'all when you were pretty early on um, and given the fact that they are, are very much into top-notch stuff, is, is I think it's very telling. Um, uh, do you have sort of a feedback loop with them such that, that they give you information about stuff that they need around computers or kickers or something else like that, and then and you all can actually integrate that? Um, we do get some feedback from them. Um, they're not on our bike computers, so we have um, several other UCI pro teams, Team Bora and Team Katusha, who oh, cool. are on I our bike computers. Oh, cool. I yeah, so we get we definitely get feedback from those teams, right? Peter Sagan, best sprinter in the world, rides with an element bolt, and uh, we've definitely put in some features for them. But um, Stacy, how did I not the, know that Peter Sagan rode with an element bolt? That's huge. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's my in with Peter Sagan when I meet him sometime. Uh, three-time world champion, seven-time green jersey winner. Um, I'm going to be like, hey, Peter, you use an element bolt, right? So now I know. Exactly. That's good to know. Anyway, keep going. Keep talking about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we definitely got feedback from – we. they started using the Bolt after it had been out for about a year, and we got some feedback from them. Um, but, you know, we take feedback from from our pro teams all the way down to customers that write into customer support. But I think Team Sky, some of the things that have been really cool in working with all of these parties, right, is when we come up with something really, really cutting edge and innovative like the the kicker climb for example mm-hmm. which is a an accessory that pairs with your kicker to raise and lower the front of your bike to match an elevation profile mm-hmm. like when we introduced that product to team sky and to their performance directors their the literal looks on their faces and the comments that we got back was this is game changing this is incredible because not only it's one thing to match you know, the power output that you have to do. But depending on if you're climbing or descending, your geometry on the bike is different. Mm-hmm. And your the muscles that are being engaged is different. And so if you're training for something really, really intense, like these guys do, the, you know, Tour de France, one of the biggest, most epic climbs in the world, doing so at the angle they're actually climbing is, is meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really fun to continue to innovate and, and include them in that process and, you know, give them first looks to it, frankly, uh, on some of the things. Very cool. Very cool. I want to get back to the bolt here in just a minute, just probably as an excuse to talk more about Peter Sagan, but, 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 <laughs> but I want to talk about the climb since you just mentioned here now. Now, the kicker climb, it's C-L-Y-M-B, uh, something that came out just, what, like a year or so ago? 
we announced the climb in, um, I think, in 2017, but it started shipping in 2018. Okay, okay. So, yeah, it's been in consumers' hands for a little over a year. Right on, right on. And so what the climb is, as opposed to the kicker and most other smart and traditional trainers that go on your back wheel, the climb, you actually take off your front wheel and you hook the climb up to the front of your bike. And and based on your workout, it will raise and lower the front of your bike in order to simulate uh, climbing. And so not only will it That's get correct. not yeah. only will it get harder or easier in your gearing on the back, but it will it will literally raise your bike as if your your bike is pitching up a hill. How high and how low does it go? It simulates a max twenty percent grade up and fifteen percent hmm. down. Hmm. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Do you have one? I do. I have one at home. And the crazy thing is, is, you know, this is one of those products that if you're used to riding indoors and you're used to being on a trainer, you're like, eh, you know, it, it doesn't make much difference. Like I'm getting what I need to get done. And then once you start using this, it it's kind of like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And then you <laughs> take it away and you're like, this isn't the same. It's not the same workout. You get kind of spoiled by it yeah. because it, there's nothing like you know, I was training for Ironman Arizona last year, and it's a three-loop course, so I could have my bike computer controlling my kicker for this 37-mile loop, and my, the kicker climbed, like, raising and lowering my bike accordingly, so I could really feel what it felt like to ride, you know, the first half of it uphill and the second half of it downhill. Right. So, yeah. um, it's, it's from someone who's really wanting to focus on their training, has really big goals especially around climbing around maybe getting stronger faster climbing for a sustained period at a at a high angle i mean this is one of those it's a tool that we offer um to help you get better cool yeah i i can imagine it's funny to think about what you just said about so you you have your indoor setup and your bike kind of your stationary bicycle yeah the climb like makes it no longer a stationary bicycle <laughs> you know because it's not literally stationary anymore like the the yeah. the um what i've what i've heard and i haven't i haven't used one before but what i've heard that is that because it wants to effectively um simulate hills I mean, it has to move pretty quickly, right? I mean, if you're on, if you're running yeah. on a treadmill and you hit a ten, the ten percent button, the ten percent incline button, it's going to take thirty seconds for it to wind up to ten percent. Whereas the climb, if you hit like a ten percent, like you're supposed to go up a ten percent hill, it gets up to that ten percent pretty quickly. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, gosh, I'd say you could go from flat to ten percent, and I mean, I, you'd have to time it, but it'd be close to a second. <laughs> like maybe two like it, it moves very 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 quickly and there was a lot of engineering testing and physics done around how how do we build this motor to lift and lower at a rate because it's also not you know just one to ten and then it's static if you think about horses right it's one two eight four right, two right. six right the roads are kind of undulating and moving and we wanted to simulate it that precisely um and the testing that was done is so funny, right? Because if you also think about it, if you're at a really steep pitch, you're climbing, you might be standing out of your saddle mm -hmm. and kind of moving side to side. And how do you make sure you support extra body weight at that mm -hmm. angle? Yeah. Um, and so it was I just kudos to our engineering department. But it was really fun to watch them build and test and retest and retest and rebuild like this product. It was one that um, took a long time, frankly, to develop, but sure. we're very happy with the output.
Yeah, with like the, the with the with the bike bouncing and moving all over the place, essentially, it kind of makes me feel like my bike staying in one spot, just sort of being level the whole time, is kind of boring. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So now this this actually segues nicely into circling back to to the Bolt computer. Now, now I remember the the Bolt computer was coming out right about the time we last talked to you. I think it was either had just come out or was just about to come out. But one of the things that you told us about three years ago with the Bolt computer that Peter Sagan now uses um, is that that you could download a course into your Bolt computer, like you could ride the course or, or something like that, and then you could use the Bolt computer to control the resistance on your kicker, right? Yeah. So, I mean, while you know, we talked about being an open source platform, but more than that, what we also want to do is make sure all of our products work very well together and make it where if you have one plus one, you're not getting two, but three. Mm -hmm. And so on any of our element bike computers, whether it's the element, element bolt, element Rome, you can um, save a course that you've already written, written, or you can get online and download any GPX or TCX file, save it to your computer um, and then pair your computer with a kicker or with any other third party trainer. Um, that supports FEC um, FEC radios and can ride that elevation profile on that course on your trainer indoors while your element is recording it, right? right. So, it, and not only that, if you we integrate with Training Peaks, for example. So, if you have a bike workout built in the Training Peaks workout builder on your calendar, it syncs down to your element and it'll pop up. Do you want to perform this workout? So, it's um, it's meant to make your life easier. Um, it's a product we're very, very proud of and uh, continue to release new features and integrations on um, on a monthly basis. So so to, to pull it all together, at least what you've said so far, because I think there's even one more element we can add here in just a minute, uh, and that's the headwind. But, but to pull it all together so far, that means that if I had the kicker climb and, and of course, a kicker um, and an element bike computer, I could go online and say I found stage six of the Tour de France or something like that, and it was something that had you know a bunch of uh, undulating climbs and say finished on on top of a hill, right? So let's just say like that's yep. what the stage looked like. I could download that, I could put that into my computer, um, and and then I could then ride that entire stage with the bike pitching up and down. Um, in in the various ways that, that the bike would pitch up and down if I was actually on the road, um, I'd finish the ride and it would automatically upload into my training peaks. You got it. The minute you hit end ride, it's gone. <laughs> that file is uploaded. You open training peaks, got a little green box there on your calendar. You <laughs> give a little smile. You know, that's satisfactory. That's a good feeling. And, uh, yeah, you, you got it. You know, it's our... We, we want our products to work with everyone, but more than anything, if you live in the Wahoo kind of ecosystem world, we want you to be able to achieve really cool, great things. Mm -hmm. That is very cool, um, and, and that, that's something that, that I appreciate. Um, and so let's talk about like that, that one element that, that, that you could also add, and this is a product I wasn't aware of until you mentioned it to me, uh, the, the so-called Wahoo Headwind. Tell us about that. Yeah, I think this is our most underrated product, but it probably <laughs> is also my favorite, but maybe that's because I'm a heavy sweater. Um, we have developed a Bluetooth-powered fan that is geometrically designed to blow air at 
what would be about the, you know, 3D footprint of a rider on a bike on a trainer. And the really cool thing about this fan is it's very, very powerful. There's a video somewhere on YouTube of, like, DC Rainmaker or the llama or someone, like, using it to, to blow leaves off their driveway. <laughs> um, but you can pair it to your phone. And so, like, let's say you just want to control it manually. You can control it from your phone like a remote control. Mm-hmm. Or you can set it to be based on speed. So let's say you, you're in your example of downloading a stage of the Tour de France. When you're bombing that hill, it's blowing exceptionally hard to match <laughs> the speed you're going. Or when you're climbing, it slows way down because you're moving uphill. So you're not moving as fast. Um, or, and this one is, I think, is super functional, is you set it to blow based on your heart rate zones. So you actually set your heart rate zones in the app, and after working harder in that workout, the fan is blowing harder and harder, and then if you hit a recovery interval and your heart rate's coming down, the fan comes down in volume with your heart rate. Because, right, we've all been there where we're working, we set our fan maybe on medium, and when you're working really hard, not cold enough, and when you're cool, you know, you're, you're, you're in a recovery interval, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm like got cold sweat blowing all over me. Um, and so those... To me, this product is awesome also because it it takes away that instance of you got on your trainer, you got 15 minutes in of warm-up, and then, oh, crap, I'm, like, sweating. I forgot to turn on my fan. Pause, the fans turn on up with this. If it's paired to your heart rate, it just comes on when it senses your heart rate monitor on, or you just, like, hit go on your phone, and uh, it turns on. No more having to, to pause and uncover from your workout. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So, so this is a question I have to ask you. And because at this point here, we've just described an entire situation where uh, an entire ecosystem, to use the word that you just used there, where, where somebody is inside their house and they're simulating a Tour de France stage in terms of their bike is bouncing up and down using the climb and the resistance is changing automatically based upon the, 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 the kicker that's on the back there and all the little small undulations are, are being taken into account thanks to, uh, thanks to the Element Bolt computer. Um, and you even have the wind is blowing on you the same way it would be blowing on you when, when you were outside. So at this point, there might be a cynical person who is listening to this. And I know the answer to this question, but I want to give you the opportunity to answer it. Um, What would you say to somebody who says, you know what? Y'all are trying a little bit too hard. Why don't you just go ahead and ride outside? Well, I mean, I think to that person, I would say, you know, we all love riding outside. This is the goal of, of this is not to say don't ride outside. The goal of this is to say, how do we help you? become a better athlete for whatever your goal is and so that when you go outside you have more fun right and and fun can be winning a race fun can be completing completing your first hundred mile ride fun can be um, a tour through the Italian Alps but you know things are are more fun and or there are things that require preparation and training frankly and this goes back to, to Chip's desire to train and be better. And how do you do that in the one hour a day you have on a Monday through Thursday or a Monday through Friday when you might only have one hour to ride and it's at 10 o'clock at night or 6 in the morning and you can't go r- drive in your car to the gaps 
or some other mountain area to train. The indoor training is that. It is training. It is meant to help you, if your goal is to get fit, to race, whatever it is, be the best at that. And then the other factor to it is safety. You know, this was not the original goal of the trainer, but the reality that we live in today is that cars and bikes are encountering each other on the road more than they should. And there are a lot of us that, myself included, that won't ride outdoors alone. And unless it's a a group ride, I'm either waiting for a schedule of a group ride or I'm going to ride indoors. I'm not just going to ride out my front door because I don't feel safe doing it. Mm -hmm. And having an indoor training setup allows me to continue to train, continue to get better, continue to get stronger, and not lose training days between my Saturday morning rides. And I probably would argue it makes me stronger for those Saturday morning rides. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I, uh, you know, even when I was a bike racer several years ago, I would, and this is before really the advent of all the the indoor uh, stuff like the kicker and 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 all the other accoutrements. Um, I I would still do indoor trainer rides on a regular basis once or twice a week just because it was such good focused training. Um, you know, you didn't have to worry about getting stopped by a stoplight um, or, or, or something else like that. Um, and, and that was always something that, that I always thought was worthwhile. And like you said, it, it made my outdoor riding better. It made me stronger for, for when I did go outside. Um, yeah, putting aside all the safety stuff, um, I think just that, that, that ability to focus and, and the flexibility that comes and the efficiency that comes with being able to be inside um, is, is certainly something that's worthwhile. So very good, very good. Um, all right, so tell me this too. Um, and again, not a gotcha question because that's not really my style, but I'm also wondering, <laughs> um, the, the, uh, as anybody who listens to this podcast, as you know, Stacey, uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a runner who uses cycling to cross-train a great deal. Um, and, and I can't help but wonder, are there any plans for, for Kicker to start moving into, or for, for Wahoo to start moving into the, uh, the running space? I know that, uh, that y'all use uh, the, the heart rate monitor. I use a Wahoo heart rate monitor. But I know that, that, that your next race is, you know, you have a 70.3 coming up, but I know that you're doing an ultra marathon this fall. I mean, you know, is Wahoo going to be uh, yeah. creating some running products here? You know, we are we are not just a cycling company. We're we're an innovation company, and we're always looking for ways to to disrupt the market, to to come up with new things to help athletes become better, and to help you achieve your goals. And um, you know, at this time, we 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 don't have any any plans to get into the running market, but never say never. Hmm. So you'll just have to to wait and see. Unfortunately. All right, all right. I will wait and see. Well, um, let's talk about your latest product here. So, so we'll we'll, we'll flip back to cycling, yeah. but I just had to ask you about the about the running there, uh, and that's the kicker bike. Tell us about the kicker bike. Yeah, so the kicker bike is a product that we announced last week at Eurobike, and it is the culmination of everything we have learned about indoor training over the last several years and it is a product that we are unbelievably proud of it is the all-in-one mac daddy of indoor training (laughs) and it's incredible frankly it's a we use the a slightly different variant of the kicker technology where there's a an electro motor actually inside the bike that combined with the same flywheel technology that we use on the kicker 
to, to simulate all of the same power profiles like we do with the kicker. So you can write it in a route, you could write it in an erg mode following a power profile and level mode, all of those same things. But now we've also added, attached on the same device, um, a tilt motor. So that functionality you got with the kicker climb is now in one product, right, where the bike moves up and down um, to that same plus 20 or minus 15%. Mm-hmm. But the next really cool thing that we added, and this is brand new, is a shifting component. So we now have handlebars that can be, right, they're programmable and shifters that are programmable to match um, what your shifters are on your bike. The entire goal with this device is to create an all-in-one device that you can use as your indoor training bike. And so you set it up down to where you can say, I have a Shimano Dura 36 by 54 group set and you punch that into our app, and the shifter is actually programmed huh. to to mimic that that gear ratio on the wow. back of the bike. So if you're riding and want to shift gears just like you would on the road, you get that exact simulation. Mm-hmm. Um, there are brakes on it. So if you're riding, let's say you're riding in a virtual re- reality world like Zwift, you know, Today, if you just stop pedaling on a kicker, you kind of coast down to a stop. Well, now you can physically brake, and you can feel what that feels like, and the motor stops the bike um, just like you would on the road. Um, And there are also additional buttons on the shifters that are programmable so that you could use with some of the third-party apps, you know, to facilitate some of those kind of fun accessories that they do, like power-ups and kudos and things like Mm -hmm. that in Zwift. But I think one of the really, really neat things that we did about with this bike was we know that our consumer is not just an indoor stationary bike rider, right? They're cyclists. And what matters just as much as the power profiles and the shifting and the tilt is that this thing feels like it's your bike. Right. And so we have a very, very precise fitting system and onboarding that you can walk through on your phone when you buy this bike and it tells you exactly what to adjust on the bike. The bike has five different adjustment measurements. Um, So you can move the seat up and down, the top tube across, the handlebars up and down, um, have various different crank lengths. And so like, let's say you've gone to podium or all three sports, if you're in Atlanta and you have a fit from one of their guru machines, you can actually punch in your guru um, or a couple other fit systems we have programmed in their measurements, and it'll tell you exactly how to set up the bike. Or you can take a picture of your bike. Let's say you've had it professionally fit and draw dots in these certain areas, and it'll tell you exactly what to set the bike up at. Or it walks you through measuring, you know, your arms, your legs, et cetera. Maybe you haven't had a professional fit. Um, so this is a bike, an indoor bike made for cyclists. And, we're unbelievably excited about it and the possibilities that it can bring um, and really do believe it's the next chapter of indoor training. Very cool. Very cool. And so so it, it, it combines all those capabilities that we've been describing with these individual products into kind of one big old product, right? Um, and, you got and, it. And then, of course, it... it it effectively comes with the bike, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so, so very good. And then I assume that that it has that same sort of compatibility with everything that you could use it with Zwift and Sufferfest and Trainer Road and and all the things that you can use your regular kicker with, right? 
Exactly. That's cool. And I'll tell you too, the thing that's kind of cool about it to me is that, that you know, in cycling they talk about so-called weight weenies, like guys that are always trying to make buy the very lightest stuff. Um, I was never a weight weenie, but I was always a fit weenie. And so I never wanted to use like an already set up bike because I didn't feel like it fit the way that my road bike fit. Um, and, and I felt like if I was doing a workout on a bike that had different geometry or with like where, where the reach was different or the pedals were different or if I was holding my body in a different way, that if I was doing a workout on a bike like that, it wouldn't necessarily translate directly into my generating strength on the bike on which I was going to race. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and so totally. I, 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 like, I like the fact that that's super cool and that's you said you take a picture of your bike and then it tells you how to actually adjust your kicker bike exactly so you would take a picture of your bike in our app and it tells you right to touch your touch your saddle touch the middle of your crank touch your uh there's one or two other places and then our algorithms process that and translate your bike fit up and set up and fit into the measurements and the settings that you need to set on the kicker bike. That's really cool. Um, all right. So, so I, yeah, and it's good to, good to hear these details about it. Cause I saw the release last week um, and the, the, the press release, it kind of came out and I shared it on the Facebook, uh, the podcast, Facebook page, as a matter of fact. Um, but, uh, but I didn't know all that stuff about the fitting and that sort of thing. One thing I've seen, and this is not from any actual reviewers, but just sort of comments that people were making when they saw that they were like, Oh, it's the kicker Peloton. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, Oh, the, yeah. this, this is kicker trying to make a Peloton bike and trying to get in on that market. How do you respond to that? You know, it, it's hard to respond to that because the reality is we've been look, working on this thing since before Peloton was really <laughs> big. But, um, you know, Peloton is a great company, and they've done a lot for the in at-home indoor training space, right? Um, there are always waves in fitness where, you know, it moves from group fitness and um, to, you know, then you have the, right, it started with some of the spin stuff like Flywheel and Soul Cycle, and then moving in home with Peloton. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peloton, what I think they do really, really, what they do really, really well is around content. And the fact that you can pick your spin class that you want to do any time of day and get on your bike and just go. Mm-hmm. But the reality of, of Peloton is it is a spin bike, which mm-hmm. is different um, from a a real bike or even a kicker bike right right? because a spin bikes don't fit like a real bike you know you take the seat up and the handlebars up you end up with this v fit as you talk about like a a fit weenie Mm -hmm. on a spin bike if you stop pedaling there's no coasting your your legs are going to keep going around and it's a it's a different kind of workout and i think it's a little bit of a different customer well i think there's absolutely overlap where there are some cyclists who spin and some spinners who ride bikes the, the kicker bike is really designed for, again, that athlete training to ride their bike outdoors um, who wants to make the most out of their workouts inside and and doing so on a dedicated machine designed to do that. Right. Um, and so, you know, to, to those folks, I'd say, well, if we if we find the success that Peloton has, we'll, we'll be happy campers. But uh, <laughs> it, it was not designed to compete with Peloton. It was more designed for our consumers and the next generation of technology and where we see indoor training going. Right on, right on. 
Stacy Perlis, one thing I like about you, and I don't know if this is is a personal aspect of you or if it's if it's um, something that's a part of Wahoo Fitness or both. I like the fact that you don't trash talk your competitors. You know, <laughs> I mean, because, because I just asked you this question, it would have been really easy for you to be like, oh well, Peloton's just blah, 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 and and just basically trash Peloton and be like, we're not them, we're so much better than they are, and 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 you just seem much more magnanimous than that, and that's something that that I appreciate about you. But anyway, well, you know. We're there. There's nothing to trash. I so uh, <laughs> I'll take the compliment, but uh, it's they're just different. They're just different. Right on, right on. Uh, and they're both good. I mean, you know, and 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 uh, they serve different purposes. I mean, there there are people for whom a Peloton works better, and there's people for whom a kicker bike works better. Um, and and no one group of people is better than the other in that regard. And so, um, so I appreciate that. Um, that they they kind of serve different communities, if you will. Um, so very good, Absolutely. very good. Very good. So, last thing then. Um, uh, well, tell us. Well, before I ask you the last thing, tell us how was the kicker bike? How was it received at Eurobike when when y'all were there? Eurobike is the big European cycling uh, convention where they they uh, release different innovations and all that sort of thing. What, what what did folks say about it when they saw it? Yeah, I mean the reviews that came out in the, in the release. Every, everything has been really incredible. We feel really really good about it. Um, you know, we had a huge crowd there for the unveiling. We've gotten really good um, press from anyone who's seen it, who's tried it. Um, everyone has, I think, just been a little bit in awe that this is that so much technology is in one product. Hmm. And um, we've got them up for pre-sale right now. The first units will begin shipping to consumers in October. Okay. And um, this is a product that we are just so unbelievably excited about. And I think the market was equally excited about it. You know, there were quotes I've heard. I've had a couple of people who are uh, in the industry, but, you know, not directly um, related to us that have said, man, you guys like kind of stole the show. <laughs> and it, it's just very affirming to, to hear that, um, that support from the industry. Right so on. hopefully the consumers like it just as much. Right on, right on. Is there a place where we can read a good review of the kicker bike from somebody who's used it and uh, and can talk a little bit about its features and all that sort of thing? Yeah, there's several reviews out there. I mean, uh, the Llama, uh, I think he goes by GP the Llama, has got some um, video stuff of it up. Mm. Um, and then there are several other, I mean, really just, gosh, there's, I think, 60 or 70 articles that are okay. out at this point. So if you just start Googling kicker bike reviews, you're probably uh, – going to come across something fun cool cool so it's out there so even though that they, they they don't ship until next month there's been a lot of them that have been circulated amongst kind of the 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 usual suspect reviewers then so yeah okay that's good um so cool i'll have to check some of those out for sure um and then speaking of that uh last question here tell us where can we find more about about wahoo um where can we where, where do y'all live online yes yeah, so, i mean we live in all of the usual places but uh our website is definitely the place to go to learn about our products, to learn about our features. Um, if you're looking for some really great uh, content, um, our blog, wildfitness.com slash blog, mm -hmm. is a really awesome place to go. Um, I promise it's not product heavy and selling you on things, but it's really good content with a lot of contributors from our pro athletes. Um, so from Team Sky, from Jan Ferdino, from Heather Jackson, um, and Jan Ferdino well and Heather as, Jackson. 
I feel like I need to go yeah. back and just and just get you to tell me all the people that are that are sponsored by Kicker because I didn't know Peter Sagan used used an element. I didn't know that 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 uh, that Jan Ferdino, Kona World Champion, Olympic Champion, uh, Heather Jackson, multiple Ironman uh, Champion. I didn't know that they were they were Kicker users as well. Um, anyway, keep going. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, oh man, George, I feel like that's a whole other podcast. At this point, our <laughs> roster is uh, quite large. Um, but though, no, I will tell you the funniest story. When we signed Jan Ferdino a mm-hmm. couple years back, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were like, okay, like contract signed. We're going to ship you all this product. What do you need? Where do we ship it? And he's like, I already, I already have a kicker. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> nice. I already have an element. I already have a ticker. And we're like. Do you, do you want a mat? He's like, sure, send me a mat. It's like, we got it was, this fan like, called the Headwind. You need one of those now, Jan. <laughs> yeah, right. Like the, the really cool thing is a lot of our athletes at this point were already using our product by the time we signed them. But um, anyways, our, our blog has some really great content, helps walk you through some of the things we talked about, right? What is FTP, 4DP, some of these types of questions. Um, and then Facebook and Instagram. Um, our Instagram is really, really fun, actually. Cool. Um, all, all most of it is honestly content put up by by our customers, people like you who are listening, right? We call call everyone Wahooligans, mm-hmm. and you can hashtag Wahooligan as you train and ride your bike, and it uh, will show up on our Instagram. And it's uh, a lot of pretty pictures of folks riding bikes. So uh, awesome. it's always a fun place to 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 check out and highly encourage you to engage with us. We, we love conversation and uh, who knows if you, you uh, hashtag any of our handles, we might end up sharing some of your stuff. Right so. on, right on. Very good. Very good. Uh, well, Stacy Perlis from Wahoo Fitness, let's try not to make it three more years before you come back <laughs> on the program again. Is that okay? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right, Stacy. Well, thanks again for being with us and, uh, and, and good luck in all your endeavors, both uh, personally and professionally. Thanks so much, George. Appreciate it. That'll do it for another edition of the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast brought to you by ITO Coaching Performance, by Blue Pineapple Travel, and by SlayRx. If you want to reach out to me, you can always find me, George, at itlcoaching.com. If you want to reach out to Patrick, it's Patrick at itlcoaching.com. Or you can send us a podcast email at pleasantpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Pleasant Podcast, and we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash pleasantpodcast. If you want to find ITL Coaching and Performance, they're at itlcoaching.com, on Twitter at itlcoaching, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash itlcoachingandperformance. If you want to find Blue Pineapple Travel for all your travel needs, facebook.com slash bluepineappletravel, bluepineappletravel.com, and instagram.com slash bluepineappletravel. See all the incredible places where folks are traveling thanks to Blue Pineapple Travel. And, of course, our newest sponsor, SlayRx. You can find them at SlayRx.com, at Facebook.com slash SlayRx, or on Instagram at Instagram.com, here for, the number four, here for SlayRx. Don't forget the discount code as well, Pleasant2019. That'll get you 10% off anything at their website. On behalf of Patrick Ollinger, this is George Darden. Thanks again for joining us on the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast. See you next time.